The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. With over $500,000 in contest prize money up for grabs, the NFL is back in action and so is winning season at MyBookie. Head to mybookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets and get in on the fan-favorite $100,000 Super Contest, which only costs $10 to enter. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. In order to get started, make your first deposit over at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to instantly receive double your deposit. That's right, double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here. It's and it's uh, Thursday after the uh, Daily Show, which can only mean one thing. We're talking some UFC with Mr. James Evans. What's going on, James? Doing very well, thank you, mate. I mean, what was it we've had like a, a two week hiatus? I honestly, I don't know how you've coped without me for that <laughs> long, but here we are today talking some UFC. Like I said to you off air, like I've tried to scrape the bow with this weekend's action, but <laughs> we we've done it, we've made it, and here we go and. Yeah. we'll go from there but next weekend it's the big show you know we've finally got the return of the pay-per-view card it feels like such a long time since we've had the the last pay-per-view from last month when it was Cyril Garner versus Derek Lewis but you know next weekend should be a real fun fest we just got to get through this week first and then yeah on to 26 uh what was it? 266 i believe 268 man yeah uh good job scheduling you have the mma scheduling guys jesus christ there's a <laughs> lot of fights I don't think there's that many good fights. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, very few, like I said, we, we scraped the bow of this one. We really did. Wow. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, there's a ton of them at least. So, I mean, you know, mm. yeah, it's just like going to a buffet that stinks, right? You just. Yeah, probably, I think do you have buffets I've never over there? Been to a, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've got buffets. I think the only buffet we've got in um, where I live is literally all, all you can eat Chinese. <laughs> well, and I go. don't think we've got any other, <laughs> we haven't got any other buffets around there, so. All you can eat uh, Chinese is, is what you yeah. do after the bars, man. That's the perfect food. Oh, honestly, yeah. I mean, and all you can eat Chinese—it's yeah. it's literally a death wish for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I guess we should get to it. We got a lot. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what value we can uncover. Where are we starting <laughs> first sure, on yeah. this? Uh, I'm sure you'll disagree with me at some point, but we'll start off with the main event between Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. And again, you know, when you look at the pair. Smith is obviously much more experienced out of the two. He currently sits sixth place in the UFC light heavyweight rankings and five places ahead of Span. Now, for Ryan Span, this is a big opportunity to sort of like 
burst his way up into contention because over the years, you know, prior to Anthony Smith's two um, two wins over uh, Jimmy Crute and uh, Devin Clark, he was sort of known as this sort of like gatekeeper in the division following his losses to Alexander Rakic and Grover Teixeira. But now, you know, he's sort of wanting to, to get back into the title mix with Jan Bohovic and Glover Teixeira going down in um, next month, I believe, late October. So, you know, with a win over Ryan Spann, I'm sure surely do his uh, title contention wonders, but Ryan Spann, Ryan Spann is no walker in the park, really. He's a, a knockout artist at heart. You know, he's a clinical finisher. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one. I think Ryan Spann, he's won five of his first six fights in the UFC Octagon. So, you know, he's not one to be taken lightly. Again, with Anthony Smith, as I said, this will be a sort of a good opportunity to sort of extend his winning streak to three. And this one's tough to call. I've been topping and turning over the last week or so. I honestly could not call this, but I think now I've gone with a decision when you break it down, Ryan Spann will obviously come into the fight with the height, the reach and general size advantage and we'll sort of look to put the pressure on Smith early because Ryan Spann hasn't really been in many main events in his, over his career. You know, Anthony Smith has went five rounds with John Jones. So he's got the experience, he's got the cardio and he's got the experience to, to sort of go 25 minutes. Whereas with Ryan Spann, you know, he's like I said, he's a, a clinical finisher, likes to get the job done early. So I think going into this fight, I think with Ryan Spann, because obviously he's got the the youthfulness on his side, he's got the size and the reach advantage, he's got the knockout power. I think he's just sort of got to get it done early. And I mean, if he gasses out early, he's probably got three or four more rounds just to sort of fare with Anthony Smith. And that could sort of pay dividends for Lionheart this weekend. If Ryan Spann doesn't get it done early, then it could be a long night at the office for him. And with Smith, in his last two fights, despite winning... Those two in reasonably convincing style. He hasn't. He's looked a bit slower compared to the fights before the losses to Rakic and Teixeira. So that is one cause for concern. I think Anthony Smith has really just sort of got a control proceedings early on because he's like I said, he's got the experience for such a long time at the top. Ryan Spann's just sort of bursting in, into the sort of UFC top ten like heavyweight rankings, and he doesn't want to go down as that gatekeeper. And I think if Anthony Smith just sort of uses those leg kicks well and, you know, wins in the early exchanges. I think he'll be, he'll do it right for himself. And I think this one will, I think Anthony Smith will want to try and get the fight to the ground. I know you said earlier, his takedown accuracy is not the best, but I think if he can avoid those like long, hard knockout blows early on, uh, Varane Span, I think Anthony Smith will have the ability to get it done and potentially look for the submission because he's very, very good on his back. And as soon as he gets the opponent to the floor, uh, it's even though Ryan Spann is a very good wrestler, Anthony Smith is a good submission artist. So I think if you can get parts of the floor and get Ryan Spann in a lot of trouble, I think he'll get the submission. So I don't think this one will go the distance. I'm probably going to go for an Anthony Smith via second round submission. Second round submission. Wow. Mm. Going out guns blazing. Yeah, man. Well, That's right from the get go. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm definitely leaning Anthony Smith. What is he's like minus 160? Yeah, minus 160 is the best I can see. Uh, hmm. Up to minus 170 at some books. So I, he's clearly the favorite. I think you're right. I think he probably does end the fight early. I, I was thinking more TKO, but hmm. I, I'm just leaning this way. I, I can't quite bet it. So I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you and disagreeing with you. <laughs> I think Smith wins <laughs> the fight. Yeah, wins the fight. Yeah. Wins the fight early. 
but I just can't bet it. So maybe yeah. maybe I'll end up following you. No, no, this is this is an awkward one because again, Ryan Span has that knockout power, but if Anthony Smith can sort of control proceedings, he'll get a job done. But this is an awkward main event, really. Ooh, it's you dropping. Bombs. Well, I have gone for Smith. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. All right, next up, what are we looking at? Next up, I've got Eon Kuntalaba versus Devon Clark. Now. This one, I think with Ian Kutalaba, he's obviously coming off of those um, battles or sort of battles with uh, Magomed and Kalayev. And then before, well, his last fight was against Dustin Jacoby, I believe, three months ago, which was a decision split draw. So I think he's going to, his last win came, what, just nearly two years ago against Khalil Roundtree. So he's going to want to get back into the win column. Or as you look at Devin Clark, he's just lost nine months ago to Anthony Smith, who's obviously fighting in the main event. So this is a perfect opportunity for Ian Kuntalaba to get back into the win column. Now, when you look at Ian Kuntalaba, I'd say he's probably more of the well-rounded I think yeah, when you compare the two, I think he's probably the more of a, a striker at this point. However, you know, he'll happily strike with grapplers and take down strikers in order to sort of figure out his path to victory in any sort of fight. Clark, regardless of his opponent, will pretty much always attempt to force the wrestling match. You know, he'll want to take the fights off a lot earlier and just sort of grind out his opponent and outpoint him on the floor. So both men are very good at, you know, being the hammer and extremely uncomfortable being the nail, you know, Kutalaba comes out forward strong and historically tends to sort of get the job done early on. He likes to plod forward and just sort of circle away from his opponent and just land that knockout blow. You know, tends to land those slick jabs, those hooks and those crosses well. And as I said, he'll look to circle his opponent at any given opportunity and just explode. But as I alluded to, he's got a great wrestling background in a Samba background. He's a powerful grappler and I like Kutalaba, but he's just been a bit inconsistent, you know, since his arrival in the UFC. There is potential there, and we have seen it over the years, but this is a perfect fight to sort of show the UFC fans, you know, what he is capable of. And wherever the fight goes, I genuinely think Ion Kutalaba can hold his own. I think on the feet, Kutalaba will look to exploit Devin Clark's vulnerability. You know, he does take, tend to take a hit, and when he's under pressure, obviously, we will see Devin Clark sort of shoot for the takedown and you know those wrestling prep that pressure in his wrestling exchanges will sort of pay dividends potentially for Devin Clark he may get Kutalaba to the floor but again Ian Kutalaba is just well-rounded wherever the fight goes and he himself Kutalaba might even get the submission so ultimately if, if Devin Clark can force the wrestling match in this one I think he may be able to outpoint uh, Ian Kutalaba and potentially get a submission uh, decision win sorry but early on in the fight I think it's no secret that Kutalaba will have the early advantage where he'll be most dangerous and Clark will probably get the better out of Ion Kutalaba in the third round you know the first two will be a walk in the part of Ion Kutalaba so the first two rounds are going to be vital for Ion if he can get the finish that'll be great but third round sort of Devon Clark will sort of naturally push the pace and try and get the finish or maybe even sneak a decision in there so I'm going to go for Ian Kuntalaba on this one. I think he's too powerful of a puncher. I think Devin Clark will get caught with a couple of bombs in the first round and then ultimately get knocked out in the second round. There you go. Wow. Step for step, I agree with you. Uh, you know, Ian throws way more punches. Um, yeah, the, the, the one concern I have is that Devin Clark's pretty good at uh, striking defense. Mm. So, so, you know, it's, it, it's a little concern. He's not great, but he's not bad. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I just don't I don't see a submission at all. 
I think Ian, no, no. Yeah, no, I think Ian's going to TKO him. I agree with you 100%. Ian's a nice favorite, minus 149. I wouldn't be worried about betting that. I think Ian does win the fight pretty handily. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but I am going to follow you. TKO in the second. I think that's the play. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's got two rounds to knock him out, whereas in the third, we'll probably see Devin Clark come out of his shell a bit and try and push for the finish. All right, next up, what are you looking at? Next up, I've got Armin Sorokyan versus Christos Kyagos. Now, when you, I think from what I've seen this week, when you look at the um, betting odds, Armin is a huge, huge, huge favorite. And this, I mean, all signs are pointing towards Armin on this weekend. I'm a thoroughly a huge fan of him. He's only 24. He's a huge talent in the lightweight division. And he's 3-1 and one in the UFC. And that loss was to Islam Makhachev on his debut. So... Despite losing convincingly, he you know he took Islam to the, the decision. So I think we look at Islam now; he's in contention to sort of put himself in the mix for a title can, title shot at lightweight. So there's no shame in losing to um, Islam Makhachev on your UFC debut. Since then, he's won over Olivier uh, Mercier, David Ramos via decision, and Matt Provola via decision seven months ago. So he'll look to extend that winning streak. Armand Sukarian, where to look at Christos. On a two fight win streak over Carlton Minus and uh, Sean Soriano by submission, uh, by submission about three months ago. So, when you look at the two, I think uh, Armin's just very well rounded, but I think he's more of a better wrestler. He's got that perfect one shot knockout. I just think he's just too talented in all areas of mixed martial arts for me to see a path to to Yagos victory. I think Sakarian is a colossal favourite for a reason. He's going to win the fight. And I guess sort of for betters this weekend, it's just how Sakarian gets it done. I honestly, I, I'm scratching my head. I think with Giagos, you know, he's not naturally a gifted wrestler. He's still a solid wrestler, but you don't want to be messing around on the feet, with uh, on the mat with a guy like Sakarian. So... I think he can get if he can get the fight to the floor early on. I think Armin will get it done by decision. But I think if he's battling him for 10, 15 minutes, he may even sneak in like a ground and pound TKO in the third round. But naturally, when you look at his last three fights in the UFC, they have all gone the decision. So I'm probably going to bet Armin Sarkurian uh, by decision in this one. All right, that's the only way to play it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's minus eight hundred. Mm. Armin is to win the fight, so it's way too much, way too much. I I, I can't I can't back that. Oh, jeez, minus <laughs> minus eight twenty five, minus seven ninety five, too much, too much. But I do think decision might be the plates. I just saw the one book minus one ten. If you have to bet the fight, yeah, look for a minus. You know, look for a decision. Find the best odds you can get, and just no, you know, absolutely roll the dice. Uh, I'm leaning that way with you. I'm not going to bet this fight. No. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. What else you got? I think the final for I've got is between Hakeem Buckley and Antonio Arroyo. <laughs> now, this one is an awkward fight. I think when you break it down, Hakeem Buckley, he'll either produce a highlight reel knockout or he'll get knocked out <laughs> by Antonio Arroyo. I, this is a tough one. Antonio Arroyo, despite losing his uh, twice on his UFC debut, I think he's 0-2 so far. He's lost to Dan Wynn and uh, Andre Munoz. Hakeem Buckley has come off of that highlight reel knockout defeat to Alessio Di Chico. But before that, he produced a sensational knockout win over Jordan Wright and Impa Kasagni before that. So there is a potential for both men just to sort of go swinging for the bleachers and then hopefully land that knockout blow. I think personally, Antonio Arroyo, in terms of his striking, he's more cool, calm and collected, whereas Hakeem Buckley is always looking for that knockout blow with that traditional southpaw stance. Now, he is going to be the smaller man and he is a, he is a particularly small bloke at middleweight. He's a 5'10 compared to mm. Antonio, who's six foot three. But he's just, he's just a big bloke. You know, he's a, an explosive you know, he has a sort of explosive boxing style. He will shift side to side and the feet just to sort of fainting and looking for the opportunity to explode in the pocket. He has the speed advantage because he's small and he carries, I don't, he usually tends to beat his opponent to that punch because he's obviously this small and has that speed with him. But again, like I said, with Arroyo, he's more of a different strike. He tends to prefer that karate stance. He will position himself sideways and he's very light on the feet. And I'm looking forward to this matchup. Uh, I think Arroyo, he, he should not go into this fight. I don't think he should overcommit on his footwork because if he provides Joaquin Buckley with an opportunity to sort of counter and look for that knockout finish, he will, he really will <laughs> pay dividends and will look to exploit that. So I think if <laughs> he's dedicated to that jab, uh, Arroyo, and sort of mixes in those high kicks, especially at maintaining that good range, then maybe he can get the job done. But like I said, Joaquin Buckley will either produce a knockout a sensational like oh we'll get knocked out and uh, honestly don't know if this weekend is potentially this fight in particular is a very good opportunity to sort of lean towards the underdog but I think no uh, Joaquin Buckley's knockout power will always be a threat in any matchup whoever he's fighting if Arroyo can stay composed and stay disciplined with that set game plan kicking that range and sort of controlling proceedings then maybe he'll get the finish but I can't see it happening personally I'm going to go for Hakeem Buckley via second round TKO. Yeah, I'm leaning with you. I'm leaning with you in this. It's tough. Honestly, it really is tough. This is a really hard fight to call. I know that Buckley's the massive favorite, minus 206. But I just don't have him winning that often, you know, to to cover that. So I'm trying to see your TKO. Uh, I think you're... Oh, boy. I fucked up. (laughs) I closed the tab. Fuck it. I'll look that up later, <laughs> but I think you're right. I think if it is going to end, it's going to be Buckley TKO. So, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to follow you on this fight, but I'm definitely leaning that way with you. I'm giving you all my support possible. I'm, I'm, cheer, I'm cheering for <laughs> you from the, yeah, from the stands. Go, go James, go. But I don't like this yeah. fight. I want to avoid this one. No, no, I, I probably would avoid this one. Personally. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm betting Joaquin Buckley, but when you, when you watch Joaquin Buckley, you just never know what's going to happen. Honestly, you just you can't call it. You know the bloke's liability, <laughs> and that's an understatement. So yeah, I, although I betted Joaquin Buckley, I would probably avoid this fight. Uh, just okay, scanning real quick. Buckley by KO, TKO, or DQ as plus one hundred five. So there is some value yeah. there. There is some value to, yeah, no. to to get the TKO. All right. Do you have anything else? 
No, I think that's it, but I'm, I'm probably sure you've got some. I got some that you can shoot down, laugh at me, mock, <laughs> mock me. Uh, I want to look at Ariane. I know we didn't talk about this pre-show, but I was looking at no. the numbers again. Ariane Lipsky versus Mandy Baum. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, Lipsky open, it opened up even, minus 107 both sides of Pinnacle. It's Lipsky minus 117 now, and Baum is plus 102. So th- the line is seemingly shifting in Lipsky's favor. And looking at this, I think Lipsky is the play. Minus 117 is not too chalky. I think you can do that. Oh, hell, I see a minus 110. I like that. I want to take Lipsky to win the fight, minus 110. Thinking decision for some reason, James. I don't know why, but I'm thinking decision. <laughs> You're thinking decision? No, that's a surprise. Um, I, I honestly, I'm torn in this fight, really. I mean, when you look at Mandy Bourne, she's 7-0 and for a reason. She's a talented fighter, and she'll be making his UFC debut, whereas when you look at Ariane Lipsky, she's obviously coming off that loss to Montana De La Rosa and Anton, Antonina Shevchenko. But she is training down at ATT, and you look at the American top team, who they've got in their roster. It's just a sort of plethora of talent and a, a plethora of uh, coaches as well. So I think Ariane Lipsky, you know, they will sort of pinpoint where her weaknesses are. And if she can sort of, if she, this has been a good count for her and sort of ATT have sort of encouraged her to sort of like avoid those mistakes early on because Mandy Bond, you know, she's not one to be overlooked upon. You know, she's 7-0 and for a reason. She's impressed on the Bellator scene and uh, all the other regional promotions across Europe. So I, I don't know. I think in terms of Ariane Lipsky, the reason why probably people are going to sort of lean towards her is obviously because she's got that UFC experience. She's been fighting under the UFC banner for like over two years now. So I'm probably going to bet Mandy Baum in this one. I, don't know, I, like, I like her for a reason, but if I just, I think both are, they're so decent in terms of their approach and they're, they're very well rounded, but I just fancy Mandy Baum in this one purely because she's having to know. I'm not a big fan of Ariane Lipsky. Every time I want to see her fight, I always demand that bit more from her and she just sort of never provides that, you know. So I'm probably going to bet Mandy Baum in this one by decision. Oh, so decision. It is tough. Decision yeah. bet. Okay. It is tough though. He <sighs> just shit all over me. He spent like one minute just shitting all over me, man. I don't know. It depends what fight you've got next, because I think I, I did agree with you with one of them. I think you're going to shit all over me again. <laughs> Which one's this one, man? We are looking at Nate <laughs> Nate Mans versus Tony Gravely. And mm. uh, let's see here. I, you know, Nate is a big underdog, plus 181. But I, yeah. think, I think there's enough value here to take Nate. I don't even care about method when I'm getting plus 81. I'll just take him to win the fight. Give me Nate. Plus 181, man. That's my bet. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still in agreement with you here. I, I think the big issue for Tony Gravely in this one is, is just sort of whether he can sort of stand and sort of last a four fifteen because his gas tank and his cardio has sort of been a bit of an issue over the last couple of years. But he's on an impressive uh, streak. He's on a two fight win streak against Anthony Burchuk and Harada De Freitas. Whereas you look at Nate Maness, he's on a three fight win streak over Luke Sanders, Johnny Munoz Jr., and Callum Van Camp. So I, I'm a big fan of Nate Maness. He's 13 and 1. There is potential there to sort of burst up into the bantamweight rankings. But again, Tony Grove is no walk in the park. You know, he's very talented himself, 29 years of age, and that there is potential there to sort of burst into the contention for the top 10, top 15 at Bantamweight. But ultimately, I am probably going to bet 
Nate Manus in this one, but this is just such a, such a, such a, such a, and I cannot stress this enough, this is such a coin flip. I genuinely don't know. I think the wrestling exchanges are probably going to be an interesting one to see. I think Tony Gravely will sort of edge that one. I think the stylistic clash up will probably benefit Tony Gravely, but I just think Nate Manus, he's, he's a very tough fighter and I think he'll get this one done by decision, but this one will be one to watch this weekend. Ooh, okay. Right, so you're jumping on it with me. Yeah, yeah, for once. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I thought you were going to shoot me down. I really thought you were going to disagree with me. No, no, I'm in agreement with you for once. <laughs> All right, so we got Mike Rodriguez fighting Tafon whatever. Um, <laughs> Tafon's going to win the fight. I, yeah. I like him an awful lot here. It's only minus one, oh, minus 118. That's the best odds I can find. I think that's a, I think that's a, a definitely a bet. Uh, again, with only minus 118, I guess I'll lean decision, but I'm just going to take the minus 118 and run with it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think Tafon this, and they're both coming off uh, coming off of loss. Obviously, Tafon against Junior Park and Mike Rodriguez is coming off the defeats to Daniel Marquez and Ed Herman. I think this one's probably going to be a, a bit bit of a stand up match. I know I'm thoroughly looking forward to the strike bit changes between mm. these two. Um, I, I think. And Drew will probably get the finish in this one. I think he's more of the, the power puncher. I think in terms of the striking exchanges, I think this is a tough one, honestly. It's cool. Mike Rodriguez is probably going to be a bit cautious in his approach, but tough on, I think we'll probably look for that knockout blow early mm-hmm. on. If he can't get it in the first, I think he will probably get it in the second. Now, Rodriguez's grappling just isn't UFC caliber, but against a guy like Tafon and Chukri, you, you won't have to worry about that. The bloke's always looking for a knockout win. So, as I said, this is going to be a stand-up battle, and it just sort of depends who can land that knockout blow. I, I know Rodriguez is very versatile in his uh, striking, you know, landing those knees, those elbows, but Chukri just has that more of a powerful punch, and I'm going to go for Chukri by a second round CK on this one. Oh. There we go. Got it. Second round TKO? Yeah. All right. A lot of value there. I like it. Mm. Uh, last fight I wanted to talk about. You're going to disagree with me on this one, I think. Carlson Harris versus Impa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Carlson Harris versus <laughs> Impa. Carlson Harris was the slight underdog. He still is mm. a little bit, right? Yeah, plus 103. I can get him for plus 103. I like that play an awful lot. This line is dropped. He opened to plus 150, plus 103 now. Give me Carlston catching a plus line. I don't care how he wins. I'm just going to take the money and run with it again. You sure you don't want to give a prediction? Uh, well, how he gets it done? Oh, let me look at the stats real quick. God damn it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, Car- Carlston Harris by decision. There we go. Carlson Harris by decision. Um, this is a, I know I backed him for on this one. I think yeah. with Carlson Harris, I think if he can get the fight to the floor, he'll ultimately look for the submission because you look at his last win in the UFC, uh, Christian Aguilera won by an anaconda choke. And then before that, in the various regional promotions, he's got a lot of submission wins under his belt. So I think if you if he can get the fight to the floor, Carlson Harris, and he'll look for the submission probably from the get-go, maybe in the first round. I think Impa Kasagni, he's just he's still young and very extremely gifted. And I think if he fixes up fix up his issues when you look to him and his loss to Joaquin Buckley, then I'm pretty sure he can get the job done. You know, he's coming off of that win against Sasha uh 
probably going to her butcher his name Pala Palatnikov. I've probably butchered that completely. So that would give him some sort of confidence going into this one with Carlton House. But you cannot mess around with Carlton House. As I said, on the mat, he's very dangerous. But as I said, Imbakasagni is very he's very young. He's 27. There's still a lot to learn. So even if he does lose, there's you know there's no shame. I think Harris is probably the harder puncher and the more proven wrestler. But I think Kasagni. He's very well-rounded in his approach. I think he's more of like a, a great technical striker. But again, this one will be a tough one. I think this one will go the decision. I think Impa's takedown defense will probably be tested this weekend. You know, Carlson will look to, to shoot and get the fight to the floor early on. But if he can avoid the takedowns and keep the fight standing, just sort of control the proceedings, I think he'll get it done by decision. So I'm going to go for Impa uh, Kasagni by decision. It couldn't end any other way with you just just taking my pick and just tearing it up, laughing at yeah, it, disagreeing with it completely, and, and moving on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, I, did, I did say there was potential with Carlson. You know? oh, oh, thanks. Thanks for throwing me a fucking bone here, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> oh man, how are things going? Are you are you have you moved yet? Are you still in your hometown? No, no, I'm still in my hometown. So yeah, <laughs> so a lot has happened over the last two weeks. Um, I, I ended up turning the job down. What? Yep. <laughs> so I got sent over the when's last week. I got sent over the contract. So I found out the salary and was looking at the sort of financial implications of it. And I was doing the numbers and I thought, so Portsmouth, uh, it's, it's along the South Coast, whereas you look at the, the offices were based just outside of the island. So that's going to be travel to get up there. And where I'm based is a place called Gosport. And that's like a little island off of Portsmouth. So you have to get the ferry there and just traveling there and back every day and then traveling up towards the office. It's just going to be too expensive. And the living costs, oh my God, were just through the roof. Like, I think if I found that a couple of months ago, I would have been able to have lived with um, a couple of my uni mates that was still staying there for another year. But on my own, it's just too expensive. And, you know, for what it's worth, I just don't think it was worth it with regards to the salary and the travel. It just, you know, it wasn't me. But now I've got an interview coming up tomorrow for a sports social media executive role. So Ooh. I get to run their account, do a lot of like previews and a lot of them are betting previews to be fair. So I've got you to thank for that. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so you're, yeah, coming on your show is coming up clutch. But so yeah, I'm doing a lot of, um, it'll be a lot of uh, social media role. I'll be controlling their Twitter feeds and their, their various Facebook and accounts and what have you. And then doing a lot of betting previews for like football, UFC and boxing. And then the other interview is for a uh, reporter role back in my hometown. So I think I'd probably be better off staying locally and just sort of working my way up and saving up. And I've sort of realised that after the job offer in Portsmouth. So, you know, I'm happy I turned it down. And you know, here we go. Fingers crossed with uh, one of the two interviews, I get one of them. So, yeah, I couldn't be more happy. Nice. Very cool. Looks like beggars can be choosers. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I mean, to be fair, I'm surprised I've had, you know, I've had a fair few offers already. And for someone leaving uni right from the get-go to get a couple of offers already in a field you enjoy, it's hard to come by these days. And especially in this day and age with all sort of COVID still lingering now and then. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing all right for myself, so I can't complain. And fingers crossed, I guess. Okay. Well, g- good luck with all that, man. We love <laughs> no, thank following you. your soap opera life. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's too dramatic. No, there's always something going on, and Absolutely. I'm always tweeting or posting about it. Absolutely. All right, James. Go away. Oh, well. <laughs> Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. 
Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.